0: Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.
1: This is iCarly. We are starting our podcast. i know you'll see that somehow the world will. okay this has gotten off the rails already
0: Uh,
1: (laughs) hey what's up hello
2: welcome to geeks of the week episode
1: three we're clearly having
2: a great time already uh if you can believe it we are we are sober right now like i i believe so
1: so, you know so yeah
2: this is just we're we're starting off strong this week
1: starting off strong and that was done without a single drop of rum um this
2: is
1: (laughs) this was this is episode three of geeks of the week where we are continuing our run of our marvel versus dc off and this episode is all dc and we got some wonderful guests some awesome guests from tiktok you guys know them, uh, who are kings of dc kings of comics apparently like because these people are just fucking rock stars we got the one and only moose.o he also has a burgeoning rap burgeoning rap career because yeah, he can apparently. spit some bars
3: <laughs> i'm just as surprised as everyone else's dude
1: you got fire, bro
3: thank you yeah thank you for having me on i am i am excited to talk the dceu and everything that is and isn't in the various forms of that between tvs movies and animated features
1: Hey, all right, that's that's beautiful, man. I still I still want to I want you to teach me to rap. And me being black, that says a lot. Like that's that's me putting my trust into you. I can't do it, and I need you to teach me how. Don't
4: fuck this up, Moose. Uh, Okay, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, step step one is uh, be the kind of uh, suburban white kid growing up in the '90s who gets really into the Fresh Prince of Bel Air and just follows Will Smith's filmography. That through his like peaks. Um, and then goes out and buys every one of the soundtracks to every movie he's in because of the end credit rap that he does.
4: Mm. Mm.
1: I got it, are you, me,
4: are you telling me you became a rapper by being a nerd as well? Yes, yeah, <laughs> that is. I know, shocking, but it it, it it was it was a
3: realization that I I have heard beyond just simple like nerdcore rap is yeah. that like all the best rappers are huge nerds before the first Iron Man movie came out. The last time that like, Iron Man was like anything outside of comic book stores talk was when Marvel had to take I want to say Rizzo to court because he had cut an entire album as Tony Stark. Oh my god! Like that's 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 a little over the fair use line.
2: That must have been before Disney owned them too. So it was. Uh, it was like it was in like the god. late
3: nineties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Could have gotten, gotten
2: down. bad.
3: Yeah, he could have gotten <laughs> way worse. He got out yeah. easy. <laughs> It
2: that it mouse it, does not fucking play so. no. it would have
3: end, ended with uh. Disney it would have ended with Disney owning the rights to the entire back catalog of Wu-Tang Clan it would have been <laughs> real hey, gnarly
1: hey I worked at Disneyland and let me tell you I would have killed to see a Wu-Tang performance <laughs> in, <gonna> say, <laughs> in Main w- Street
3: Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang Show just protect your neck going on by all right oh gosh <laughs> I would love Here to you see go.
1: a Wu Tang parade. In
3: between, in between Cinderella, the Cinderella float, the Snow White float is just they've ODB,
4: yeah, they sure do. The entire back half of the parade is just floats <laughs> of Wu Tang
1: Clan members.
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't know how. That's a magical experience. That was, that I was would. it right I would.
4: in. That's magical. I, would love it. I can't yeah. wait to see them appear in the next Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> oh, man.
1: <laughs> Moving right along, we also got the Panda Red, also What's awesome. Up? He is, and let me tell you something, guys. The Panda Red has ignored my calls, my DMs, and Excuse my comments. Me. He's ignored me. <laughs> I have to cuss him out in order to friend me on TikTok. So I'm passing the mic to you now, bro. Explain. The...
4: How the fuck am I supposed to back that up? Welcome in. Explain yourself.
2: <laughs> I mean. Long blast you you've been very cordial in all of our dms so i that, mean thank I, you yeah Panda,
1: Panda, i love you man i i, I absolutely love you i love your work i, I consider person, us close okay. friends you're a great person you're a great <laughs> person i just have the only best friends fuck with each other the way we fuck i fuck with you that's so. great it's a thank rite of you.
4: Passage thank you thank you very much I, i'll take i'll take that with honor then i'm a quiet person it, anybody who has dm'd me before will know I. De- I answer very very rarely <laughs> just <laughs> off of principle
3: yeah i absolutely let my dm stack up oh yeah. like my, my, my with videos my mutual sense
1: i think that's the <clears a> secret throat> throat> to most tiktokers i see a lot of tags yeah. and i see a lot of dms and people think i don't see but i see it's mm-hmm. just if i respond to one i feel like i have to respond to all of them and yes. i i don't have the mental emotional or capacity or time to do all of that so oh thank you. God, someone yeah.
4: put it into words
2: that's yeah
1: it, it's yeah. a lot it's a lot it's it's it's, it's very anxiety inducing to be honest like the amount of like dms i see and i'm just like oh shit
2: Oh my god! I mean, and even just comments and stuff. Like, and I literally, like, I there was a market difference in the day up until that point. I tried really hard to read every single comment because I was I was paranoid about it, but I also was like, it was you know a big thing. And the day that I decided, I don't, no, no, I don't, I don't have to read every single one of these. Like, there was a market improvement Mm -hmm. in my mental health.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's just it's just good. It's just it's just it's just self-care. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. So jumping into it. So <clears> though <throat> so guys, we all know that there is a war outside our door. And that war has taken over countries. It has ended friendships, relationships even.
2: Indeed. Indeed. We lost a lot of good men out there.
1: <laughs> this this war is Marvel versus DC and we are tackling DC. And if you are a comic book fan who shows any enjoyment of any of the two, you get called insert fanboy here, Marvel fanboy, DC fanboy. Right now, we're going directly into DC, and we're going to start this off by naming some of our favorite DC characters, DC and Marvel heroes and villains. Uh, let's see. We'll start with you, Pando. Tell me, tell us what, tell us some of your favorite characters in the canning.
4: Okay, so honestly, my my likes fall into one of two categories. There's either the super dark edge lord shit, or the this shouldn't exist because it's too silly. so Mm -hmm. it goes it goes from my favorite dc character of all time is jason todd is is the red hood because that's right when i got into comics Mm -hmm. was that that sort of dark and gritty era and Mm -hmm. all of the all of the robins after they graduate to being their own heroes usually end up falling into my favorites but then on the complete other side there's characters like crazy quilt that i want (laughs) to see Mm -hmm. somewhere where he's Mm -hmm. like Does he have anything to do with quilts? No. No. (laughs) Is he a color-based supervillain? Kinda. That's the best part about DC and the thing that makes me love DC so much. They seem a little bit more willing to be stupid and ridiculous, Absolutely. and do stuff that just, that just <laughs> it lets you enjoy the fact that, all oh, right, this is a fictional world with ridiculous characters. In short, my favorite, my favorite is Red Hood. He's, he's the most fun to follow because he just has this—I don't know—this air about him where he both knows that he's not as messed up as everyone says he is, but he plays and, into it. But, but he, and plays he plays into it. into it. Yeah. Well, you've
2: got to, you know, thats how you—you you get the the ladies, you know, exactly by yeah. playing up the the, the trauma card. Yeah,
3: yeah. The, 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 the damaged goods.
2: So you've got big love for Jason Todd. Yes. And I, you have a, a reputation on TikTok for being, you know, a, a bit of a DC guy. Okay. Uh, do you think that your favorite, like, Marvel character compares at all? Or is it, like, is it very much tiered? Like, is it, like, your your favorite character is a DC character? <laughs> okay. And it doesn't really compare. So
4: this is going to be funny because my favorite <laughs> Marvel <laughs> character yeah. is Deadpool. So it's almost a direct translation. It's almost the same (laughs) fucking guy. Like, I love Deadpool.
2: And I mean, that, yeah, that makes sense.
4: Yeah, it's the, it's basically the same character at this point.
2: (laughs) One's just actually
1: crazy. Yeah. One's pretending, one is actually crazy.
4: (laughs) One's diagnosed, and that's about Mm -hmm. it. I mean, Jason Todd looked a little bit like Deadpool after the explosion. So, I mean, it's it's pretty close. (laughs) So.
1: Well, now, now I'm like super curious, Moose. Like, who who are your favorite like DC and Marvel characters, and how do they compare to each other?
3: Uh, I mean, I, I think I think it's all kind of I, I've realized that there there is sort of definitely a type that I enjoy, and that type is just like, hey, are you okay? Um, and it's like 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 kind of like very much like do you need a hug? Uh, I think I've always been a bigger Nightwing fan than a Batman fan, mm-hmm. just right. because I I don't know Dick Grayson seems like a more accessible person. And, and, like, someone who, like, wasn't – it was willing to, like, kind of roll with the punches of losing his parents in a horrible way instead of Batman just, like, dedicating his entire life <laughs> to just, like, no, I, I cannot let go of this for a second. On the other end of that spectrum, uh, my favorite what character from DC is Detective Chimp, oh, uh, oh, yes. oh, who is I love the yeah. best. I love Detective <laughs> Chimp. And I, I, I love him so much. I love how much Batman hates having to work with him because he's he's such a good detective and he just hates the fact that he's, I just like, it's, it's just the great bitterness of just like Batman being like, I have trained for years. I have reached peak physical perfection. I have studied every single like sort of like way I can dismantle anything. I have toned my mind to a perfect weapon. And I am this, this far ahead of this magic chimp
4: <laughs> who gained
3: intelligence and the ability to talk to animals from drinking from the fountain of youth and dresses like Sherlock Holmes. I hate him, but he is, but damn it, if he isn't a good detective. Um, it's also great did. that
4: Detective Chimp
3: knows that
4: and he's yeah, just yes. accepting
3: of it. He's like, yeah, whatever. 100%. I know, yeah, it he makes did. sense. And then I, I guess for Marvel, my absolute all time forever favorite character is going to be Clint Barton, um, mm. who is just like, a human disaster and god love him for it he's he's just he just will not stay down and will always overreach for for himself to try to make up for the fact that he doesn't have powers and it, it's it's like you know like like i think it's i think it's impossible to read the matt fraction run of hawkeye comics and not instantly fall in love with this character who just like has no idea what he's doing
0: and it's just,
3: it, he's just like, I know that I don't, I like, I'm an adventure and that's weird. I get it too. You know, he's got a lot of heart and it's like, it's like, it, it, he, he does get to be kind of the funny one a lot of the times, but it's, it's also just the fact that he is like, you know, one of the more human characters. So you really kind of can like relate to a lot of the stuff when he gets thrown into the mix of having to like go up against Galactus or some shit. And he's just like, all right, bow and arrow. I get what trick arrow is going to be good enough to take down the eater of worlds.
1: <laughs> yes. um, yeah. Anyway, Stoopsy, what do you got? Ah,
2: uh, yeah. I mean, my as as you know, I'm definitely more of a more of a Marvel person. My my DC knowledge is very much central to Batman. Um, but it would even if it wasn't. I'm I'm very obsessed with um, with the, the the Gotham ladies, the sirens. Mm-hmm. Poison Ivy is one of my favorite characters of all time. Harley Quinn, I know, I know. Like, everybody's like, "Oh, every all girls like Harley Quinn." Shut, just shut up. Yeah, we do. And um, a lot, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people yeah. like her. They
1: don't know her. So yeah, that's, that's, that's true. what that's what I'm saying.
2: Yeah. And the way that I feel about Harley, I mean, Harley and Ivy are like two sides of my personality. I feel like, um, whatever that says about me. I mean, Harley is like who I want to be on my best days I guess like really outgoing and fun and I've always liked that about Harley she's funny and she has a very like opportunistic like outlook on life I mean I guess you you have to be opportunistic and, and optimistic to get along with the Joker um but then Ivy is like my my much less optimistic side like the side of me that like um thinks that humanity is doomed and uh I'm not sure what what You know, when I in my darkest hours, when I'm thinking about climate change and uh, at my most introverted uh, self, I definitely resonate a lot with Ivy. Um, And yeah, I don't know. I I love their relationship. I think, you know, it's it's hard to see a great relationship between women in a lot of mainstream media and even before they got romantic, which I mean, I love. But their friendship was also just like really authentic and well done. And um, yeah, I relate to both of them a lot, but I also just love them. And then my favorite Harley Quinn comic is definitely Harleen. They just got so into detail with that. It was such a deep dive character study. I I love it so much. Mm -hmm. She's such a, she's way more of a complex character. She's so much better without the Joker. Um, But yeah, she's, she's awesome. I'm also a huge fan of Selina Kyle, Catwoman. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's, 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 those are, those are my DC people. Um, I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of the Bat Family in general, um, I, I make a lot of people mad when I say things like Bruce Wayne is the least interesting character in his own comics, but I mean he's just surrounded by it's way fact, more interesting so. people. I mean he just it's like, fact, he... <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: Stroud.
2: Yeah, so who who yeah. are your DC people? Oh,
1: uh, my DC peeps, man! It's 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 so easy for me to choose a DC hero. It's it's the Flash all the way. Like I am mm. just infatuated with the Flash mythos. I also have a very very soft spot for father-son issues because my dad has never been in my life and I just want a dad to hug and every time he talks to his dad in prison I just I just feel I just feel that I feel that so much and plus like he just has the coolest arch nemesis of all time a guy that he can't kill nor that nor can he kill him they're just literally destined in this like like this forever lock of like fighting each other and reverse slash just like hey if I can't kill you I'll just basically make your entire existence a living hell. Like one of my favorite moments is like, Barry is like chasing him through the time stream and fucking like reverse flash, he's just kind of gloating and going like, hey man, like I've been behind every bad thing that has ever happened to you. That one time you fell down the stairs as a child and broke your arm, I pushed you. So that time when you was in school and none of the kids would talk to you because they thought you had cooties, I told them you had cooties. Huh. I wonder what I'll do next. I killed your mom. How about I go back in time, not kill your mom, but kill your dad, move in next door, and then fall in love with your mom. <laughs> and then I'll be your uh-huh. new dad. the definition that. Brutal. of
4: evil. Yeah. literally the definition shit. of evil. Like, if I cannot kill
1: you, I will make sure every <laughs> bit of your life is just <laughs> sucks. Well, like
2: Barry Allen is like a like a fun character, right? Like he's like like funny and like charismatic. Yeah. yeah. Like I how Barry, could yes. you how could you not be like a tortured soul with that hanging over your head all the time? Like that's, that's why I love him. Very impressive. That's, <laughs> that's why I
1: love him. He's my favorite. Okay,
2: so we've all we've all seen uh, all of Falcon and Winter Soldier at this point. I'm sure it's mm. emotionally destroyed all of us. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to ask you both. Um, so I feel like DC got, it's funny that people always talk about DC catching up to Marvel because in terms of like DC, the DC animated universe and um, like DC TV shows, I feel like DC actually had a really big head start on Marvel and they've got like the Arrowverse and the CW shows like Batman, the animated series. And like, I mean the whole spectrum of like DC television and then DC actually has a lot of prestige television, like doom patrol um, mm-hmm. and the Harlequin show on HBO. Um, how do you think that, DC television compares to like the new era of like Marvel television and like what are your what are your favorites, like what are your go-tos in, in the DC television area? Because I feel like it just people talk so much about the the movies when it comes to DC versus Marvel, but I feel like if we talk TV, DC's got they've got they've got it in the bag. Like there's so much that's I mean, so they, good.
3: They at least have it in like quantity, if not always quality. Like you just have so many more options for DC TV shows across the board. Um, I think. I think. Yeah. I think. I know you. You had mentioned it, but I think. I think my my go to is definitely Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol is not just like I think the best DC TV show in a couple years, but could be like the best one of the best live action any like any comic
4: book adaptation
3: ever. I Uh, think aside
4: from comics, it's probably one of the best DC. Things, things to have come out in years, mm-hmm. like and and and, and, it,
3: and it and it did so, and like the thing that I was like, because you know, when 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 you hear, oh, they're doing a live action Doom Patrol show, and you go, really? Like which <laughs> which jubla, but like but like original like sixties Doom Patrol was gonna be kids. Like no no no, they're doing the Grant Morrison run. It's like really it's like that's a choice (laughs) but they're not not gonna but but they're not gonna like include danny the street oh no he's like episode four it's like are you shitting me um but like yeah it's just like it's so it's so unabashedly like leaning into how wild of a thing it is and just has that like it, it 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 to me builds the same audience like parasocial trust that a lot of marvel stuff kind of has now built in now that they you know have a couple years mm-hmm. of movies where it's like they were like no no trust us come along with us you're gonna see all the weirdness pays off you're gonna love literally all of these characters except Niles crowder fuck him um but like everyone else you're gonna like absolutely come to love and like they all have really sympathetic backstories yeah and alan todick gets to be the closest thing to the Joker that he would come until he actually got to play the Joker in the animated Harley Quinn version, um, but it, it's
4: like it's just so great. When it comes to to the DC Marvel thing with with me, I mean, DC and Marvel kind of have one thing going for both of them, and it's mm-hmm. we had time to fuck it up, so we know what works now. Right. Uh-huh. DC did that with TV. And they, they have, there's a thousand DC shows out there. You have every Arrowverse show. They tried Stargirl. They killed Stargirl. They <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> moved on. They may, they have all of their animated shows. They've tested it out. Apparently, just making Batman a couple of times works really well. People uh, like Batman. People really like Batman. So the mm-hmm. way, like, with DC, they were able to, to trip and fall, and therefore they get to something like Doom Patrol, which I think, personally is that is what most comic book properties should be based Mm -hmm. around is like the idea of Doom Patrol where it goes, Yeah, comics are dumb and silly and fun. Lean into it. Lean into it. Go crazy with it. You you can't you don't have to take it so damn seriously. I Mm -hmm. think that everyone saw like the Dark Knight work and Mm -hmm. they went, Mm -hmm. okay, comics have to be serious for people to take them seriously. Amazing Spider Man my rule like, is if the batman can't wear a rainbow suit your batman's too serious and you need yeah. to back hey. it down a little bit that's yeah. a great
1: rule that's yeah, a great that's, rule
2: that's a it's it's, it's yeah
3: and and it's also you know what it is it's also the robin clause if you feel like one of the things that one of the reasons why i have i have come and like i i respected nolan's dark knight trilogy well two of the three of the, of his dark knight trilogy thank you when it came <laughs> out and like you know because like yeah it was like what we needed. Joel Schumacher swung way too far into camp mm-hmm. to the point where again, he was he by 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 the time he had to make Batman and Robin and he had to make Batman and Robin. He didn't want to and it shows in every shot of that movie. Um we needed something to bring Batman back and we needed to go in the opposite direction for a mm-hmm. while. Uh and you know, it so so Christopher Nolan gave us a great Batman origin movie. And then a good sort of, you know, Batman Joker relationship. And then a pretty decent test for what he would do if he got to direct a James Bond movie. And <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Yeah. We fuck. Yeah. Like we love Frank Miller. We love dark Knight returns. And it's like, okay, but let's not forget that is one version of Batman. It's Baskin Robbins, baby. There's 31 flavors. Yeah. Like <laughs> go nuts. There's options. Yeah. Um, I'm the goddamn Batman. Yeah, it's like when, when when you hit these areas, you know you got to pull back, and it's I'm the goddamn Batman for mm-hmm. for DC. Uh, it's like okay, well we can we can pull this back now. We've gone we've gone a bit too far. We've we've lost sight of our character and. It's it's the, the, the it's it's the Robin. If if you're willing to include Robin in your Batman movie, I'm willing mm. to
4: give it a chance. And not because, just some motherfucker named Robin.
1: God. Please, so we've already gotten into that one. I, I, hate, this, I, just, <laughs> I hate that motherfucker
4: so much. Who by the like name, guys? Mm. What? Be? Mm.
3: Yeah, I either 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 give me Robin or don't give me Robin. But don't yeah. give me a middle finger. Yeah. like one line joke being like hey guess what you know what my middle name is it's Robin." and it's just (laughs) like why it's like we we get it christopher nolan you don't understand the point of robin
1: (laughs) you know the worst part about it is is that it fucking worked and people lost their goddamn minds
4: i love robin so much i love all of Mm -hmm. the robins with all of my heart so to see that movie like i like that i'm one of the few people that go dark narrative Dark Knight Rises is—it's rough, but it's there's some cool parts. Like Bane yeah. is pretty dope, yeah. and yeah, yeah. it's, it's, like
3: it's a better—it's a better Bane than the other Bane we got from exactly. Batman and Robin. Yes. Oh, exactly, The, yes. the ground which could have been anyone else.
4: Out of um, any of our options, you have Hulk in a Bane mask, or kind of Bane and I'm cool with kind (laughs) of Bane so I I don't hate Dark Knight Rises I like Bane Bane's cool and then the end of the movie comes along well
2: I I like I liked the Nolan trilogy I was I was in like school taking film classes when the trilogy came out and so like all of the film bros that I was like you know friends Mm -hmm. with I had already I was already a fan of Christopher Nolan when they came out I was a fan of Memento you know like I I was into him I was like this seems cool, and I liked. I I really liked Batman Begins. I really didn't like the casting of Katie Holmes because I just I don't. I, I don't like Katie Holmes in anything. Ner- I just don't think she's that good of an actress. I hate I hate saying that. Um, I'm sure she does good stuff somewhere, but I just like I. I'm not a big fan of her, so I just didn't really like it. Um, and then, I, you know, the recast was also just a little bit weird. I, I also didn't understand why he needed to make a new character of Rachel, Rachel Dawes in the first place when there's so many characters he could have chosen Any from. Other. I mean, but, they,
3: they, like, they, didn't, they didn't give a fuck about that during the, like, you know, Burton into Schumacher run. Like, it was a different woman each movie. Every
1: time. And because, yeah.
3: because, because he's a playboy it's like it's like because he's Bruce Wayne god damn it he always has a difference yeah yeah I
1: think they just did Uh, that because they felt like superheroes needed a love interest like I'm cool with like a superhero not needing a love interest for every movie you
2: know fucking Nolan thing and kill her anyways for his Mm -hmm. plot development like fridge the wife whatever kind of of shit that Nolan loves to do they nuked the fridge on that one
1: (laughs) <laughs> thank you
2: but yeah i mean like with the i like i have this issue with a lot of superhero movies where it's like i can appreciate the film it's just not i, I have to separate it from the source material yeah. um and i feel that way about the nolan films like even the last one i'm like yeah eh, i'm okay on it's been a long time since i've watched it but that's why Batman the Animated Series is my favorite Batman, because it's, yes. yeah. it's consistent. Like yeah. the comics are are amazing, like you said, but you can like choose your own adventure, depending on who's writing it, Batman's a different person every time. Mm-hmm. So like the Animated Series, I think, is the, the like masterclass in creating a character and like being consistent with that character. And I think it worked, it made Bruce, I think the most likable version. Bruce, I got him on my necklace right now. I'm wearing my new Harley <laughs> Quinn necklace, but uh, nice. yeah. <laughs>
4: Like the thing is, is I have I have like a rule that I don't think, I think that the people who should be in charge of writing superhero movies have to be nerds to begin with. Absolutely, because yes. you have you have things like like James Gunn, who just signed on on purpose to direct Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. a team <laughs> no one fucking knows. I like that is a rule for me. You have to already love the source material kind of get the character because yeah. otherwise you're going to have someone like Christopher Nolan who I am on unab- I feel no shame in saying doesn't understand Batman no and goes Absolutely in and not. decides to go okay I guess I kind of get this character I can make a film off of it that's going to define this character for years mm-hmm. and that's <laughs> you need to kind of you need to love the the source material before you can make a faithful adaptation you're not yeah. making it for the fans if you don't if you're not one of the fans you're making it for a for a group of people that you don't know and that's not and
2: i think that's the difference between christopher nolan and Zack snyder because christopher nolan was the whole he was like he didn't give a shit from day one what the fans wanted Mm -hmm. no one cares about christopher nolan's vision more than christopher nolan Yeah. yeah but Zack snyder i he's a fan to an extent but i feel like he likes to pretend that like he puts on this big act like he's doing it for the fans but i feel like a lot of the times it's
4: like are you though Zach is yeah. that guy at a comic shop who has read 3 graphic novels <laughs> and because of that he knows the character yes. his <laughs> heart and soul batman <laughs> is three things he's year he's everything written by frank miller and yep. the rest of it doesn't <laughs> fucking matter yes
1: and, i mean it's all and, about and, the and, balance and, guys uh, it's all it's absolutely uh, all uh, about the balance uh, because uh, you have like You have, like you said, you have people who you can tell just skimmed it. Like I felt, like like watching watching films like Captain Marvel. I wholeheartedly felt like they skimped that for that Captain Marvel run that came out in what was it, 2015? And they Mm -hmm. were just kind of like, all right. This is her without actually like diving deep yeah. into like the 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 binary days and the yeah. and the, the actual Miss Marvel days to really get a sense of who the character was and why she became Captain Marvel. It and then
4: because ha- then anytime you say I don't like Captain Marvel as a movie, it, it's immediately regarded as oh well you just fucking. No it's like it's, like, it's now, because Captain Marvel's a fucking amazing. He's amazing. Yeah.
1: she's amazing. and I like I'm not trying to beat this dead horse because I've said it before. like a lot of uh Captain Marvel was nerfed not in power, just in character. she was just yeah. nerfed in character and, yes. that, and that's and that's just how I felt about the movie. They just kind of like ripped away what made her. Uh, Carol and they just said like oh she she's super powerful and uh you know and they 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 kind of the girl power message is is great I love it but it's just kind of like after two appearances I do not know what makes her tick and that's the
2: thing it was and and people people don't like I don't I I've criticized the Captain Marvel movie a lot but mm -hmm. you hit the nail on the head because people love to say, oh, well, it's, you know, it's performative this it's just girl power. And there is a lot of that criticism that frustrates me. Like when people say that, like the scene where people tell her to smile is like, oh, that's forced in there. No, like that's what happens. that happens all the time. Like if you're sensitive about that, maybe you have some self like searching to, to do, but you're absolutely right because they gave us this character and said, hey, she's the strongest, she's the coolest, further, higher, faster, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, like, she's look at how cool and tough and accomplished she is. Let's mm-hmm. give her amnesia so that she literally doesn't have any personality and it's mm-hmm. just a fucking blank slate that we can say, hey, women are strong. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, it, like, it ambiguously powerful. They, <laughs> they,
3: they very clearly were just like, ah, fuck. Um, we really, we really want to get her in there to fight Thanos and like Endgame and Infinity War and we literally only have one other movie before then. So let's hurry up and make this movie so we can kind of just like give like a a quick like a cliff notes of of, of, you know broad strokes about Captain Marvel so that you understand when she shows up.
4: They have the the Man of Steel problem where it's we want to do something with this character that's really big and and involves a lot of people and we Mm -hmm. have one movie to develop them and we need to make everyone love them and the problem is release
2: it after the cliffhanger ending that's been building for 10 years (laughs) that sounds Mm -hmm. like a a great plan (laughs) and then with with like captain marvel the worst part is that the way that
4: they have characters talk about her everyone else seems to know who carol is right other than the writers like all of the characters who talk about her i'm like yeah i want to see who the fuck they're talking about that sounds awesome yeah
1: (laughs) i just think like it goes like it's a talk going back to the point of uh the people who make these type of things have to be the ones who are already fans of it because if you're a fan of it and you're a filmmaker then you know where that balance is because Zack snyder like you said he probably read a couple comics read them 400 times and said this is the source material that I'm adapting and I'm going to give you all of that. And it's yeah. just kind of like, okay, dude, you're letting your you're letting your uh, comic nerd show, but you're letting your like director ego shine over that because now you're right. being overindulgent with it. Whereas like you have something like Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. like you have you know what these characters are, you know what the tone is, so you're like, I'm going to make a movie that captures all of that. I'm not going to give you too much I'm gonna give you just enough so you know who these characters are, so you fall in love with these characters, and I'm gonna tell it in a quick two-hour runtime. And by the end of it, you're
4: gonna fucking love it. Versus like, yep.
1: yeah, okay, like I don't yeah. know shit about this character. I'm gonna make a movie off of it because you know money. I can t-
4: I can tell exactly what comics Zack Snyder read to mm-hmm. make his movies. Mm-hmm. I know the exact <laughs> issue. I know the exact graphic novel. I cannot tell you what comics that uh that James Gunn read. But I know he read them because that's what the character feels like. I think with comic book characters specifically, they're not hard to find characters as much as they are the feeling the character gives you. And none of, because like Batman will always be Batman, regardless of if he's throwing a bomb over a bridge that has a comedically long fuse, or Mm -hmm. if he's throwing people around a warehouse, that's still Batman. And that's Mm. still equally Batman. And that feeling is the same but you can't with with these movies you need to adapt the feeling of the character you need to yeah. adapt what the character yeah. what the character gives to you and not the character word for word like
2: yeah
3: that's... it's 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 the thing you point to it's like when you look at like Watchmen
1: from Zack mm-hmm. yes, exactly. Snyder's point of view yeah
3: technically speaking it is a very faithful adaptation yeah. of Watchmen Yep. And by that I mean it is a shot-for-shot shot remake mm-hmm. of the graphic novel, and right. almost word-for-word. Word.
1: Say it's for the giant you, alien.
3: It, you know, yeah, except yeah. for if, except for him not liking Alan Moore's original ending, so he decided I could do better. It's his um,
1: fanfic version
4: of it where it's completely
2: okay. the same other than, eh, tweak,
4: and then everything mine. else. It's you know. mine.
2: And, and Rorschach is a sympathetic white supremacist
1: yeah, he's,
3: yeah, he's Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's a good guy, guys. <laughs> um, uh, and he's then, just then, so and, cool. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a cool mask. Oh, I want to make him the hero.
1: Batman, um, with a mask!
3: <laughs> but and then you like you compare that to like the Watchmen series from HBO, and it's like, oh, oh no, this is what Watchmen is a. It, it, it's the difference between yes. adapting a story of uh, yeah of like the surface and then adapting the story for what the story is trying to say.
2: God, yes, absolutely. That's what I absolutely loved about damon Lindolph's watchmen like he actually understood the source material and the commentary that alan moore was trying to make and
3: like it, it's in getting the tone across and getting like why is this story being told it's like it's this is a little like red flag that you can kind of pick up being like oh this person has no idea what this character is about and like that's that's how i feel about like zack snyder with superman i get mm-hmm. the feeling just purely based on the evidence that he has presented to us over, you know, the three movies that he has made featuring Superman that he doesn't like Superman at all. Um, And, and and that he either wants Superman to be dead or if he's not dead to be under some sort of like Kryptonian rage mind control where he's just like going, you know, aggro on everything and like ripping people in half. Mm -hmm. And it's like, cool that is a part of what superman could be and like <laughs> it's fun after like 70 years of truth justice in the american way superman to like see a what if story where like he is like kind of a bad guy but when you're setting up being like this is who superman is and it's like oh okay um yeah. it's like that's
1: yeah
3: to to take it back on like the discussion of uh like the dc television universe i watched the pilot for the cw version of superman and lois mm-hmm. and i went oh right superman it's mm-hmm. like you know <laughs> superman he he likes to protect people and he's a huge dork superman you know like Superman's like yeah uh, he's
1: i love he's, his dorkiness the, yeah
4: the line i like your suit my mom made it for me so if your superman cannot say that your Superman is bad, yes. and yeah. yeah. it's it's the same. Every superhero has that rule of if your character cannot do this, you didn't do the character correctly. Yeah,
1: yeah. You, yeah. you the, know, the- you know. I am a big. I'm actually a really big fan of Man of Steel, and I feel like what what Man of Steel promised us was it became a lie by the time Batman v Superman rolled around because. Mm. Though I remember first seeing the trailer for Man of Steel, and it was exactly kind of what I wanted out of a Superman movie, like an, a Superman origin anyway, mm-hmm. that was kind of like in a grounded sense of what would happen if somebody with this amount of power, but he was raised in the most humblest of beginnings, um, uh, kind of like, you know, just existed. And what, what really like captured me was the Jor-El conversation that they beautifully brought back in the Snyder Cut of... The, the people will look to you for guidance. They will stumble, they will fall. But in time, they will join you in the sun. And so like you're you're seeing Clark through this movie come to terms with, he is a, a, a man with this extraordinary amount of power and he's just trying to figure it out as well. Which is why like I... I give the destruction in the third act of Man of Steel a 60% pass because I feel like it was a little egregious and a little over the top, especially for a Superman movie. But it's still on brand for a story about a person who was raised humbly who's just messing up and he's fucking up royally. Like he's, he's fighting this person for the first time. He has no training and he's just blowing shit up just because he's trying to save the day. But there are like little moments in Man of Steel where I get that kind of like my mom made it for me energy like mm-hmm. one of my favorite Man of Steel moments, just Superman moments. Period, is when Zod is like choking out his mom, and Superman just comes you fucking flying. Yeah, you, yeah. you can threaten my mother, and it that right there, I was like, that just tells you, like, if if Bruce Wayne from Batman v Superman would have saw that shit, he never would have tried to come after Superman because yeah. he would have known right there this guy's more human than he is Kryptonian. So mm. I feel like, I feel like that was just a victim of the Dark Knight syndrome where everything mm-hmm. had to be grounded and, dar- and dark and gritty and things of that sort. But I believe, like, da- I think David S. Goyer was the one who wrote that, who also wrote mm-hmm. um, right. The Dark Knight, who you can tell kind of, like, understood the characters way more than Christopher Nolan or Zack Snyder ever will. Right. So he, like, it's, it's funny how you can get the relationship between the writer and the director, and a lot of times their visions don't necessarily line up. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. have, like, the, the story of, oh, it's a guy who just grew up on a farm and, you know, he's super powerful and he's trying to do the right thing. And then you have, like, Zack Snyder, like, I'm going to blow shit up. And he's exactly. Gonna, he's going to have his costume muted. All the you know, colors. Are gonna.
4: Honestly, I love I love Man of Steel for the same reason I love Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, which both options get me expelled from the nerd community. <laughs> immediately. It... it
2: it's no, of... but I I agree. I totally agree with you. Actually, panda on that. Um, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I think that Andrew Garfield was a great Spider-Man. I don't think the script was great, um, but I think he gets way too much hate.
4: It's one of those things where, it is, in my opinion, if a person, if just a person, got the level of power that those characters did, and with with like Andrew Garfield, it's the yet yeah, he's not Peter, but he is a teenager who just got Spider-Man powers mm-hmm. and I can believe that this is what he would do with it and how they would act and a normal teenager isn't comedically nerdy or or all of that they're kind of just existing and like uh,
2: yes I just wish we could move past the like broken cartoon glasses version of nerdy like,
4: like he's yeah. not cool but he's not lame either and yeah. with super with Man of Steel I feel like it's not clark per se it's not the clark ken of the comics because the clark ken of the comics doesn't make any sense if you're trying to tell a story from a from a human perspective because clark ken of the comics is the same thing as steve rogers where he's a paragon he is the ideal he is the ideal person because he's he's nice and smart and he always knows the right thing to do and he tries to make the best decision in every possible circumstance that's not a real person that is a unbelievably pure human being. Yeah. And with Man of Steel and and with Amazing Spider-Man, it feels like they actually tried to adapt. This is a person. People are fallible. People are not the the paragons that you're going to make them out to be. And with yeah. Superman, that's why I kind of brush off the, the the third act of Superman is because yeah Clark's pissed. He's not mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the world's already he's, he's, not,
3: he's not a perfect dude. If, if, yeah. if you threaten literally the last living parent he has yeah
4: he's, he's, he's lose, going down. I'd lose yeah. my going shit off. too yeah that's yeah. one of the things where i look at it and i'm like yeah maybe clark kent wouldn't have done that but i sure as shit would have mm-hmm. i don't know <laughs> if i was in a fight i wouldn't be like oh but what about the buildings i'd be like yeah no fuck this guy i'm gonna throw him through every skyscraper mm-hmm. i see
1: <laughs> i just want to i just want to say this like my favorite part of both Batman v Superman and Man of Steel is just Clark's mom. She has two of the best like moments. Like the, the she's part of one of the best moments in Man of Steel. I just detailed but in Batman v Superman my favorite moment is when Batman fucking rips the whole warehouse to shreds. And he saves her, and he's like, "Hey, I'm a friend of your son's." And she's like, "I know the cape," and it's just, it's just so cute. She's like adorable. And like Obviously, she has no she, idea what's going on. She's just constantly in danger, and she's just like, "Oh, it's my friend with the cape." Like
4: she, <laughs> she honestly gives off kind of Aunt May vibes to me. I think that feels like mm-hmm. she, they they wrote her kind of in an Aunt May like role, where yeah. she's like always there and she's a bit more of a badass than you would give her credit for oh absolutely but, yeah where it's like oh yeah she's the old foul the lady in, in in the corner and it's like yeah no but she'll hit the bad guy with a cane if she can like, <laughs> right. yeah, shut, shut. she's not gonna she's not gonna take any kind of shit yeah like yeah she's normal in a situation that is abnormal but also right. like she's still gonna fight back she yeah. she's she's seen some shit like
1: but yeah, so uh, moving into like our last topic of of discussion, so let's talk about the future of mainstream comic media. So we all know that the MCU is just kind of at this point they're just on autopilot and they're just killing it. They're they're operating at such a high level. The MCU is blowing up. We just finished Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and whatever you think about like the the finale, we can say like the shows themselves, like overall, have been amazing, and we're Absolutely. super excited about Shang Chi and everything else that's happening. Mm-hmm. But uh what two two questions? What are your hopes for the MCU going forward? And DC who's kind of been floundering and still trying to, you know, get their shit together. Uh, do you want to see like the DCEU kind of like continue to focus on these prestige standalone co- projects like Doom Patrol, Harley Quinn, even like in films like Joker? Or do you think they should stay the course of the DCEU?
4: So, I know personally with with the MCU, I think they're kind of finding their stride a little bit with the 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 miniseries and stuff that they're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that way, at least from what I've seen of the MCU, they still give the feel of the MCU. But the one big critique most people have is that there's uh, way too many jokes in MCU movies. That's usually people critique the fact that they are more comedies than anything. But with the shows, they're allowed to pace out these jokes. They're allowed to insert more lines. They're allowed to make it a little bit longer. And honestly, I think they're kind of finding what they want to do there so i mean with the mcu i i don't see an end to it anytime soon but i do see that in like five ten years in another ten years i don't i think that all of the characters that are recognizable are going to be kind of swept away and we're going to move into they're going to have to start pulling from from the different crowds so they're going to start making like young avengers and they're going to start making uh books like new warriors and 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 different Mm -hmm. x Men properties i'm
1: still waiting on squirrel girl
4: exactly man eventually she's Uh, gonna get a mini series and on that day (laughs) i'm gonna be a happy man and i think that with with like dc and everything i think that they realize that their tv shows are great and they and that i don't think that they're ever going to stop that because where marvel is finding their stride dc knows where they are like they with specific cw properties i'm one of the three people alive that's like yeah i'm not. big fan of the flash show that's just because i have i have my flash in my head and it's not the flash on screen i know why people like it and i think it's great but Mm -hmm. i think with dc with their shows like doom patrol like harley quinn i'm so happy about harley quinn's existence yes if only because that's the level of of superhero content like i said that i like where it's so they they know they know what they are they know yeah. that this is ridiculous they know that it can be funny and they know they can be dramatic as well and i think that's dc should continue with that sort of thing in mind make independent movies that i don't think that they should connect shit marvel marvel <laughs> landed the mcu landed at an absolute perfect time where no one knew what superhero movies could be and mm-hmm. they started from one movie where they didn't think they were going to have a cinematic universe, but they yep. built a back door if they wanted mm-hmm. to do it. They never stated, We're going to have an MCU. They went, We're going to have Iron Man and we're going to talk about the Avengers. And then later down the line, they decided it. And I mm-hmm. don't think DC should try to make a combined universe because it's not going to work. If you build a universe with the express intent of making it bigger, then you're not going to be able to focus on this character because you're going to be focusing on building the universe.
1: Yep. It's mm-hmm. a trap.
4: I iron man started with establishing Tony Stark, establishing this character, this motivation, all of this. And we're going to use the later movies to build the world one character at a time mm-hmm. with DC, with the DC extended universe. They tried to go in this first movie. We're going to build the whole universe. We're going to make the entire structure that everything sits on in this one movie. And everything else will be based on that. And also in this movie, we're going to kill off the main character because fuck you. (laughs) I think think that that DC should focus on making movies that aren't connected. And maybe if you want to make it possible to connect them later, that's fine. But I don't think that you should even consider it. I think that, I, I'm one of the people that's like, I don't think Joker's technically a comic book movie. It feels very much like it was just a, it was just a movie someone wanted to make and superhero movies are profitable. So we're going to call it Joker.
1: The only thing that made him Joker was that he put on the makeup at the end.
4: And it's not even Joker makeup. It's its own design. And that's exactly where I'm like, that's not a, yeah. But that's the thing. I think that they should kind of folk, they should kind of lean into it and go, Hey, you realize that that was ridiculously popular. Because you didn't try and do anything with it, right? Mm-hmm, you tried mm-hmm. to just make a good movie, and you succeeded. I'm extremely excited for the new Batman movie. If only I'm, I'm, I'm... skeptical and scared because mm-hmm. they're gonna—they might try and do something a little bit too courageous. But yeah. I think <laughs> I—I'm excited for the fact that they're trying something different and that they're going to make it independent. They're not going to focus on anything else.
1: Yeah.
4: Every every superhero movie that has been made out of DC that has been popular that has been good that has been successful on its first try zach is (laughs) has been movies where they don't try and connect it to anything the entire nolan trilogy was made without a single thing else in mind batman's the only superhero and that's okay and i mean that's why spider-man movies work too is because spider-man's the only superhero Mm -hmm. and that's okay if you try that level
1: of storytelling
4: I, yeah. we're not going to talk about tom holland I, i'm still <laughs> mad about that but <laughs> like that i think that going forward comic book movies in general and comic book series should do one of two things either just accept that you're in a bigger universe like harley quinn does and mm-hmm. go yeah we're in a bigger universe no we're not gonna fucking explain it if you know you know and <laughs> roll with that because they don't establish who Lex Luthor is. They don't establish who Bane is. You know who these characters are, and if mm-hmm. you don't, great. You get to get introduced to them here. They're side yeah. characters. You don't need to right. build, and you I hate cannot
2: the pandering. I feel like so- sometimes yes. it just gets. Like, don't hold my hand through it, you know? Exactly. Like, yeah. If it say, takes that much work, it's it. not worth it. 100%. Right. And I think Make them we, fall
1: in love in the, in the couple scenes that they have, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. just work on those scenes versus, don't like, assume. saying, like, ooh, there's a backstory coming in, in 2025. Exactly. Like, I don't want to know that. I, I just don't want to know say, the
4: backstory. You know? And that's why yeah. I, I think that you should either accept that you are in a bigger universe and that there are stories that have been told and will be told later, and just make your movie with that in mind and make your media with that in mind or ignore it completely don't act like <laughs> there is any other superheroes make this superhero daredevil comics very very rarely yeah mention other superheroes yeah unless they are in legal in, unless they're in legal battles or they directly show up and even when they directly show up they do the yeah you know who this guy is thing mm. now,
1: can i can i jump on that really quick like like like,
2: go go
4: ahead. Ahead,
1: like like i've been saying i've been saying this for so long and people jump down my throat about it like i've said that i miss just the singular level of storytelling like the mm-hmm. thing that stoobzy and i our favorite marvel film is logan and Logan yep. is such a great standalone film where you do you actually don't need to watch any of the other X Men films to understand what's going on. All you right. need to know is is that something fucking terrible has happened. Yeah, Patrick Stewart is behind it, and Logan is trying to get him to a safe space. That's all you need to know, and the stakes yep. are set. And mm-hmm. so I've been saying like when it comes to these bigger universes, the way that you even make the universe feel big is not always building up to the next thing but you don't reference it at all you stay in like these different corners of these universes and you flesh and you flesh out the lore of these different people the x-men have always been separate from the avengers their stories have always kind of been like like marvel adjacent because they hardly ever cross over whatever the avengers are doing so when you and that allowed them to build like oh yeah they have their own villains like mr sinister and apocalypse and Mm -hmm. onslaught and all and like the brotherhood mutants and uh also Stryker and his crew uh spider-man same thing he has his own lore he has his own rose gallery with his own character side characters like robbie j jonah jameson liz allen like carly cooper like all Mm -hmm. these different characters so like i feel like if we got like the singular level storytelling that you can acknowledge that you're in a bigger universe but not always be like hey iron man's coming to help save the day it's like no just just focus on the story at hand and if yeah. you want and, and if and you can have characters just kind of like pop in and out but not always be the main thing and not always tease that something is coming down the line i feel like that's going to create a universe that just feels bigger just off of that like i well, true- the
2: the x-men the original x-men movies are a great example of this because people give them shit all the time for saying like oh well it's basically just wolverine story yeah that's why it works because mm-hmm. we can have characters like lady Deathstrike brought in and yeah, she's a different version, but it's a character that comic fans are like, Oh, that's cool. We don't get our whole backstory because we don't have time mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and, yeah. and regular cinema doesn't do that. Like if you have the, mm-hmm. a fast and the furious movie, you don't get a fucking backstory for everybody that joins the crew. Like right. sometimes mm-hmm. you just have to give a little faith that your audience might get attached to a character based on, the few scenes that they have. And mm. that's how you adapt it. Cause you don't have literally decades worth of monthly comics to yeah. tell right. the stories in, right. in a movie, and, you know?
4: And on top of that, I have, I have this, I've said this before, don't adapt stories, adapt characters. Yes. Mm. It drives me up the goddamn wall when they're like, Oh, this next Spider-Man movie is going to be an adaptation of Spider-Man blue. Why? <laughs> if I wanted to read Spider-Man yeah. blue, If I wanted to experience Spider-Man Blue, I'd go and read Spider-Man Blue. I don't need to watch it. I don't need to see it. If you want to make a good movie, know your character and make a story with that character. Fastest way to
1: disappoint Mm -hmm. right there.
4: Exactly. Mm -hmm. I've had people in my comments for months going, like, I I haven't read a single DC comic, but now I love the Robins. Because Mm -hmm. you don't adapt the specific things they say because mm-hmm. it's a different medium. It's written for different purposes. In a yeah. movie or a show, you your dialogue is very important because it takes time. It takes time out of what you're doing, and you need to condense everything down. In a written media, you could have the boxes and boxes of text forever, and they could have these long lines that you will never see in a movie. Right. And that's, that's the rule. You can't adapt the specific thing verbatim or you're going to get a six hour movie zach or you're going to (laughs) get you're going to get you're going to get the the, what the hell russos you're going to get a like adapt the one line that everyone loves Mm -hmm. because everyone knows the one line from dark knight returns the in your most in the darkest times in your most private moments i want you to remember the one man who beat you if you're Mm -hmm. going to adapt it use that one line and build do it
1: and yeah. Or a moment, or a moment, like Spider-Man moment. No More and Spider-Man 2. The whole story it's, wasn't adapted, but the moment where he leaves, the iconic the moment. moment where he leaves it in the trash can, That's yeah. it's a powerful moment to adapt, but the whole exactly. story, it's its own thing.
4: Characters yeah. specifically aren't made out of whole stories, because the next writer that picks it up isn't going to know the whole story. They're going to yeah. know the biggest moment.
0: Mm-hmm. And if you
4: keep all of those moments in characters, they'll still be the same characters, but you aren't tied down for fans looking at it and going, "Well, that didn't actually happen." Yeah, you're right. It's a different story. <laughs> and I think that that's that's a rule that all comics media needs to follow is yeah. to just go, "Yeah, we're not going to adapt it the same way." Hell, Falcon and Winter Soldier. John Walker is not the same as he yeah, is in mm-hmm. the comics mm-hmm. because his backstory is completely different. The Falcon becoming Captain America, that backstory is completely different and how it led up to it is completely different. But mm-hmm both of these characters hit the same Isaiah Bradley too Isaiah Bradley is very much Isaiah Bradley can't
1: even talk anymore in the the comics
4: in the comics he's he's mentally reduced to a child because of the torture that he went through Mm -hmm. in the move but the movie and the show is a different medium so they adapted it differently and that's why it works and Mm I think that, and with that's all a commonality
2: th- through the best DC and Marvel projects is that yeah. that mm-hmm. happens in in the best of both.
4: Absolutely, that yeah. is exactly the thing: is they adapt exactly what the character feels like and the biggest moments from those characters, and not the story itself. You know
1: what? You know what? You know why? You know, like I'm gonna just name off some of the best like DC EU movies, and we can all pretty much guess the reason why. I'm still a big fan of uh, Harley Quinn. I'm not yep. gonna name yeah. the whole title because they didn't need the, that whole damn name um yeah. i actually <laughs> yeah. i actually really liked aquaman and the cheesiness of it i love that mm-hmm. um shazam shazam is, love- shazam is, so shazam is great shazam, shazam yep. is great uh and then you have and then this isn't dcu but like just like the batman movies like the reason why those are just and wonder woman and wonder woman yeah. like yep. the reason yep. why those work so well is because you can tell they're not building to anything they exist no. they're just yeah. there mm-hmm. aquaman's not sitting here saying at the end of the movie, all right, I'm gonna go see what Batman's doing, or just like, oh, I gotta go see Bruce Wayne at this moment. No, it's like he he has his shit going on. He's on this fucking worldwide trip with Mara, and they're doing yeah. their thing. Shazam! Yeah. He has a guy who re- who's a superhero fan, but he they never have to. You never have to see them. They're just doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking Wonder Woman. She's doing her thing. Like Wonder Woman, yeah. a lot of a lot of people like give Wonder Woman shit because they're like. Oh well at what point does this take place? I know it's in the past but like does this like no it's who cares? Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> who really cares? It's 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 a Wonder Woman story in the film medium. And so like, like exactly what you said adapting a comic story you're going to fall into these whole pit plot holes of are we doing it right is it accurate you're pissing off not only the fanboys but in like your pursuit of trying to adapt something then your film starts to suffer because like people can kind of spot where the holes are
3: i I, I was gonna say that that's like that and that's like a a big part of it too and in addition to adapting the character and not trying to just do the story Mm -hmm. uh it's also trying to remember that film and comic are two very different mediums and they each have and they each have things that work because they are movies or because they are comics yes and it's it's one of the reasons i think one of the things that as we were saying the most successful marvel and dc movies work because they take premises Mm -hmm. from well-known story arcs and they adapt them to the world they have built in the movies right. it's like it's like you know captain america civil war nothing to do at all with the civil war event from the marvel comics not even the
1: argument that people say it should like all yeah right. and no, 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 it no it
3: shouldn't it shouldn't because it wouldn't make any sense it makes way more sense that the divide is because of the sokovia accords because of the events of like, it builds and like that's that makes sense and like yeah, like there are great comic like storylines that I don't ever want to see adapted into because it would be shoehorned oh, in at this point. And it's yeah. it's 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 like I would much rather see them mm-hmm. borrow themes yeah. from these story that's, arcs that's one, yeah and apply them to the characters again. Like the entirety of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's like, oh yeah, if if we're going off of comics accuracy then bucky should have been capped for like three episodes and yeah. then sam should have been capped at
4: the very end of it and Harley then also crossbones should be somewhere a in there Harley somewhere in there clint barton clint barton should run in and be yeah. like i'm capped and then throw Cap, Cap, yeah, yeah, shield down right run away. away and then punisher
3: shows up for half a second uh yeah. it's like yeah it's, it's like it's like no it's like it, it, it it's it can already get convoluted enough and it just it just like it makes more sense to not do a straight up and down adaptation it's it's like it's like the same thing of like when marvel swore off of origin stories where they just decided we're not gonna we're 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 no longer going to devote an entire movie Mm -hmm. to telling you all about this character and how they got their powers Mm -hmm. they're going to show up they're going to be able to do what they can do and they're going to do those things because either you know enough about them if you're if you're a comic fan you know enough about them that you don't we don't need to see fucking thomas and martha wayne getting shot in alley for the 12th time to get why he's batman um and and like or you're just gonna have to trust the fact that you will be able to see in the way that the character behaves Mm -hmm. what they're about and like trust that like the story and everything will tell enough about the character without having to be you have having like fucking give a soliloquy at some point about oh this is why i am the way i am um and it's just like that kind of trust that is just like better to have and makes better movies and like again again a lot of it comes into it having having fans make this stuff is easier because they know what to look for and they they know the moments or the lines to include that'll like get the good the good fan reaction while still maintaining the integrity of the story they're trying to tell right. and working within that and like yeah no I, I i agree it's like i marvel is unfortunately stuck in a position of having to have everything connect because of how mm-hmm. very densely they have layered that first decade of the mcu to build up to where it was and they can't go back to just no. being like yep this is a one thing it's like you can have and like you can have things like like WandaVision, or like Falcon and Winter Soldier, where it is character-centric, mm-hmm. but while acknowledging the, the aspects of the larger world that they're in, and, right. like, because you it would be weird to all of a sudden see, like, a series that takes place after Endgame, and not talk about the shit that went down because of Endgame. It would be a right. weird thing to see. Um, but, yeah, like, I don't think People that DC... Yes, right. exactly. Yeah. yeah and... And, and like, and like, yeah, like DC's problem is that they feel like they have to play catch up to Marvel where they don't. And
1: not a race, man. Yeah. yeah. They can,
4: see, they can... Marvel already laid the groundwork for superhero movies. So we right. already know. We get it. Like, right. Yeah. You could just, and like, that's why, like, again, like, that's why, like,
3: you were saying, like, like, movies like Wonder Woman and Shazam and Aquaman, they work better than some of the other, you know, between Dark Knight Rises and Zack Snyder's Justice League, like, movies mm-hmm. that have worked because they aren't concerned with having to fill the gap and get to the next thing. Right. They're they're willing and able to just be their own movie that takes place in a larger universe without having to make it about that.
4: Yeah. Right. I think there's also this this big thing with like comics as a medium are long form. They're meant to go on forever. Right. And yeah. they're they're written issue to issue and sometimes because they're written issue to issue you get problems like like an anime where there's filler issues there's inserts that don't matter
2: no that's definitely exactly it about the mcu is that like they now benefit from the foresight that they had in the beginning dc didn't have that which isn't necessarily a problem like it still works in comics kind of going from event to event and writer to writer and not necessarily having like the entire story that's ongoing planned out um, but you just kind of have to embrace the place that you're at. I think they've both made big strides in, in television. And I think that, you know, DC focusing on individual projects as opposed to a, a whole would be good. And even Marvel, I think, the MCU has gotten so big that they could, uh, you know, take a page out of that, that working book from DC and just let, let individual projects kind of shine without having the overall crossover event, like, be the biggest thing that everyone cares about. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think, I think it's just like a matter of, uh, I had a whole, I had a whole speech lined up and now I'm like blanking on it, but, uh, yeah. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining us on the geeks of the week podcast. We have moose.o. I don't know. Is that how you pronounce it? Moose.o. Or just moose-o? Uh, moose Moose, moose, oh,
3: moose underscore O. Oh, I don't know. It's like, yeah.
1: I just been calling you moose. Um, yeah. <laughs> go get a moose. Uh, we got moose and we also got the panda red, uh, uh, guys plug yourselves.
4: Uh, i've talked for forever justin you go
3: (laughs) yeah uh, i i am if 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 you i mean if if you're listening to this podcast and like you know like this is this is along the same lines of what i do on my tiktok channel over at moose underscore zero i do uh, a lot of discussions on comic culture and deep dives into characters uh and you know like, like looking at you know like you know the movies and the television like like the whole kind of sphere of comic book media um i'm i'm very much about and i enjoy getting to do stuff like this and just talk at length about (laughs) these sorts of topics
4: awesome and i mean if you're listening to the podcast uh you're probably a comic book nerd as well uh this is the dc episode and apparently i'm known for dc comment content (laughs) even though i i'm uh, I'm just a general comic book nerd. My TikTok page is mostly where I post. I plan to post other places, but mostly it's comic book and comic book-related skits and information. Uh, my stuff is more skits than it is information. If you want info, please follow Moose. I do research <laughs> on his page. Uh, I st- my stuff is mostly making fun of comic books in a very loving way and pointing out the silly parts of them mm. to to expand on them. Uh, a lot of Bat Family content, a lot of uh, just comic book related stuff and, and skits that that just kind of take comics for what they are and from a fan perspective joke about them.
2: Uh, both of your pages are fantastic. I, yes. I've been a fan of you for such a long time, a fan of you both.
1: You guys Thank already you. know, I thought yeah. Panda hated me for the longest time.
2: <laughs> Which is hilarious. <laughs> it doesn't make
4: any sense. I mm-hmm. had no idea that he followed me for so long until I saw his thing and went, oh, <laughs> shit, I forgot. <laughs>
1: I literally yeah. cussed him out in his DOs. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? <laughs>
4: yeah, I was like, oh, shit. I've been, I had been watching him for so long and then only realized when it was like oh i'm following you what the hell i went are you
0: oh god
4: (laughs) (laughs)
1: okay we're butts now and moose inspired me to like do my first rapping vid on my on my tiktok so i have you guys have him to blame for that But yeah, be
2: putting one up if, an, if you're, if you're yeah, an inspiration, also, but I, yeah, won't yes. be.
1: <laughs> I want to see, I want to see Stoob's raps now. I want to see a Stoob. Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> that, that would
2: be
1: I just want to see, I just want to see a mixtape just titled Stoob. Like, <laughs> it's but I such make a, it's good a good title.
4: title. I feel it like, is. Like. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Get off my stoob is what I would name that mixtape.
2: All right, guys. We'll see what we can do we'll yeah. see
1: we'll see all right guys you know us i'm straw hat goofy you can find me on tiktok and on uh instagram as straw hat movies and you can also find our uh, y- uh youtube geeks of the week
2: yes we're on youtube um we're on twitter that's where we've got our official page where we announce uh what guests are going to be on etc so follow us on twitter for geeks of the week i'm Jay tubes on uh tiktok um Twitter, Instagram. I'm I'm broadening my horizons.
1: So, you know. You're doing a good job. I've been seeing you tweet a lot, and I I don't tweet at all. So. I, mean, I, I have
2: too many thoughts, so you know. So.
1: You're doing a good job. Good to spread mean. it around. Yeah, you're my go-to tweeter. So i'm like go. i got i got a
4: reason to go to twitter now which
1: is which is which why is
4: restrict nice. it to a minute when you can restrict it to 250 characters right? there exactly.
1: we go yeah exactly exactly, exactly. another
2: way <laughs> for me to rant about shit
1: so <laughs> all right guys thank you for joining geek to the week join us next thursday for the next show and uh we will catch you guys later see you